Hey, you. Yeah, you. Love the show and want more content? Want to be part of some of our hilarious adventures? Ever wish you could be part of the squad and team up with us in our fight to save the galaxy? Well, now you can. Head over to MultiplayerSquad.com and check out some of the awesome benefits we offer to our official squad mates. We offer a ton of extra ways you can interact with us and the show. We certainly aren't above bribery to earn your support, but we think you'll love all the extras that come with supporting this independent podcast. Thank you for listening and supporting the show. Now on to what's sure to be our greatest episode ever. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast, the world's most fearsome fighting team. Each week, we release two episodes of family-friendly discussions about gaming, and today, like we do on every Thursday, we talk about This Week in Gaming. I am your host, Paul, the Leonardo of this family, and with me is my co-host and partner in crime. You better get it right. He's a party dude. Josh. All right. Cowabunga, dude. Now, which turtle <laughs> would you say that I am, Paul? That's the question. It, you're definitely Michelangelo. All right. Absolutely. All right. Good, good call. Good call. Yeah, you're, you, you run the party. Now, today we're going to be talking about news in gaming this week. And full disclosure, there were not a whole lot of big news stories, but there were several smaller stories that we found very interesting and so we wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about that. Uh, but this week did seem a, a little slow news-wise, huh, Josh? It's crazy, man, because last week we were like, hey, there's so much to talk about. Like, what do you want to you know, pick out of this massive pile of gaming news? And then this week we were just like, it's kind of stinky up in the news section <laughs> of the video game world right now. <laughs> Yeah, relatively slow week, but you know there there were some pretty interesting stories here. So first of all, I think you were the one who had put this in our shared Google Doc, Josh. But there was some news about Halo Infinite, right? There was actually. I think they're slowly trying to get people hyped up for Halo Infinite, and they're like very releasing, slowly. Yeah, releasing little <laughs> snippets. I because I think it backfired when they did that like demo, and then people were like, "This looks like." garbage man like i thought this was next gen and then they kind of went like oh we better make it a good game then (laughs) yeah um so man this is not gonna sound this is gonna sound like i'm bashing on halo paul but like everything that they announced okay they announced dynamic weather Mm -hmm. been done a thousand times Mm -hmm. they announced volumetric lighting okay that's All right. Yeah. Like, like they announced, um, the ring is a 3D object. Okay. Now, so, so basically what they're saying is the ring is not painted like in the sky. Like it's actually rendered in game as a 3D object. So I guess like that means something like, and then, and then the big story, Paul, are you ready for this? Yeah. Let's, let's hear it. The big story is that you can push things off the side of the ring. Is that next gen or what? Buddy? Oh, oh, is that next Sign gen me up, or what? buddy? Where can take my money, please? Where, where, where do I buy this? No dual wielding. Uh huh. No hostile wildlife. And no, what was the other thing? No, something else that people wanted. So, like, here's the thing this news doesn't really affect anything because you don't really play Halo for any of those things. And even, in, even the things that they're not going to have, like hostile wildlife, I. 
don't know that I really care. You play Halo to play multiplayer online. If the online multiplayer is good and the matchmaking is good and it's fun and exciting, you and I are in and we'll yes. love it. So news stories like this, I just find so funny. Like they were talking about how there's multiple biomes and here's all the places you can explore. I don't play Halo to explore. I don't care how many caves I can go into and explore. So why 343 Games keeps pushing elements like this, I don't fully understand. And I know that you and I bash Halo on a continual basis, but it's always the same lines from us, which is give us a new Halo and we can't wait to play it. It's just new stories like this aren't going to do anything for us. It's just funny because they're trying so hard to make it sound like this is next gen. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's the thing by touting like volumetric lighting and oh, the ring's a 3D object. And like, honestly, I thought I did think it was kind of cool that you could push stuff off the side of the ring because it's like, you know, it is a, an object with boundaries. But I, I just if you're if you're it's almost like you're blowing a smoke screen, right? Like, what are you trying to hide if right. these are the things that you're focusing on? Right. Like, are, is, is there something that's like, you know what I mean? Like that it's, you know, it's going to be disappointing. Is that it? Like, but you're, I mean, I like the Halo campaigns. Don't get me wrong. I really hope the campaign is great, but I'm with you. Like, I'm not spending $60 on Halo thinking that I'm going to get a 60 hour campaign out of it. Like exactly. I'm spending $60 on Halo because I'm really hoping for updated modern multiplayer. And, and that's the problem, man. Like with Halo Reach and the Master Chief collection, the multiplayer, Kind of sucks, man. It feels dated, in my opinion. Like, I know there's people that really like it. The problem is I'd much rather just play Overwatch or Call of Duty or something like that if I want a multiplayer shooter because old school Halo just doesn't do it for me anymore. So yeah, I'm really hoping that they do the multiplayer in a modern, you know, updated format that makes it super fun again. And if so, take my money. Yeah, honestly, I was more excited about the grappling hook a few months back in that reveal trailer <laughs> as opposed to this news. Like, this news, it, I don't think it's bad. I just think it's funny. It's just a distraction, right? Like, show us gameplay of Deathmatch and Griff Ball and all of those kinds of modes, and then we'll we'll freely hype the game. Uh, so right. this story was just a little bit goofy. Although, since we are talking about Xbox and Microsoft... There was a little bit of interesting news in regards to their Game Pass, and there was a little bit of a cryptic tweet that had gone out from Xbox Game Pass. It seems that Outriders will be available as one of the free titles if you are a Game Pass subscriber. I've already pre-ordered Outriders, but it's making me want to maybe cancel that and just order Game Pass again. Because, I mean, I'm going to play Outriders, but at five bucks a month, like, that's... (laughs) That's, you know what I mean? That's a year, man. If my math is correct, that I could play Outriders and still pay the same price. But the uh, it's funny because it's from like the executive senior vice president, lieutenant. <laughs> is that really the title? <laughs> many, they have lieutenants at, how at many, Microsoft. How many prefixes do you need in your corporate name, man? <laughs> Wait. Okay. So this this was she tweeted this right. So this is from Melissa Make a Game Pass. Okay, cool name. I like the I like that. That's fine. And then she is the executive senior VP lieutenant of general video game communications. Oh my goodness. Wow. I feel like that's 
gotta be a joke, except I just pulled up the tweet and that is absolutely in her signature. So it that that's great. Yeah, and then so she tries to give this cryptic tweet that says, So much news today. Hope you don't mind if I add some more. Uh, that new game has been confirmed and is officially coming to the service. As always, keep this confidential. Before I go, I did have something I wanted to ask. Has anyone else noticed a mysterious signal appearing in the distance lately, or am I the anomaly in this situation? Now, okay, a signal and anomaly is obviously Outriders. Right. You know, so that's really not that cryptic, but (laughs) man, shorten your name. That just means Xbox has way too many people working for them if you have to have five like prefixes in your name. Yeah, the Admiral of the 5th Battalion, four-star right. lieutenant yeah. reporting yeah, I in. Know. I mean, I'll say this. I love that these brand new games are coming to Game Pass because you know I'm hyped for Outriders. I will be playing a lot of Outriders. Um, I don't know that I'll be playing Outriders for more than six months, so picking up Game yeah. Pass might actually make a lot of sense for me. Um, so I'll have to think about that one. Yeah, just as a practice, I don't pre-order games anyway, unless I have to, like for the podcast. But I will absolutely play this on the Game Pass. I will sign up for it. And I think that's just what they're going for. If they come out with new titles like this that are hyped and they're included in the Game Pass, then that will actually finally pull me over where I'll sign up for it. So I, I thought that that was pretty fun news. Yeah, all right, so I think that's about all we have as far as the uh, Xbox story goes. Now, my favorite story of the week comes from a 36-year-old guy in the UK who was just out trying to buy Call of Duty, Man, and a little bit of drama went down. <laughs> you know, you're in lockdown because the you know Europe's a lot stricter on their lockdown laws than the US is, right? Mm-hmm. And this guy... Just trying to go buy Call of Duty, man. He's been locked up for a long time. You got to have something to do. <laughs> yeah, you know he he has been locked up for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> so, it wasn't just the lockdown. No, this was a man who absconded from prison back in November of 2020. He was actually serving a 17 year sentence for armed robbery. Decided to break the lockdown and quarantine and to risk getting caught to go by black ops cold war and it's so funny there is a video on this and the video is absolutely hilarious it really just starts it's like an open-air mall like the that you see the two cops doing their job and they see these guys walking but i guess cops can pick up on the fact that if you make eye contact and then instantly turn around and start going the other way <laughs> that you know it's there's probably <laughs> There's probably something going on. So the cops go to stop the guy and it's just a normal conversation at first. The guy just kind of goes like, Hey, what are you doing out here? And he's, and he tells him, Hey, I'm, I'm sick of being locked down, man. I had to go buy the new call of duty. That's why I'm here. And the cop says, well, where are you from? And he mentions someplace and the cops like, yeah, well, that's not acceptable for you to come here during the lockdown. Right. And, and the guy just, and so the cop just goes, Hey, I'll tell you what, I'm going to check your information and then we'll let you go. <laughs> and then what happens, Paul? <laughs> so then all of a sudden, you know, the guy who knows he would be returned to prison if he gets caught decides to just go right for a kick in the nuts on the officer. <laughs> As he does this, he falls over. And of course, the officers pounce on him. But I just love the fact that. You watched this video while I was on Discord with you and got to hear 
your glee and your laughing when oh, this guy man. just goes, he goes for the gold. And and it did not work. He goes for the gold, man. I mean, instead of <laughs> most guys would like throw a haymaker or like just turn and run. And you can see why this guy's in, in prison, man. Or like he goes straight for the nards. And it looks like he hits him. I don't know. The, the camera angle is a little weird, but he definitely kicks the cop. Now, whether he landed the bullseye, we don't know. But <laughs> if I if I'm looking at two cops that are within arm range, I'm not going to try to assault one and then run. I'm just going to. Well, I, I would never get into this situation. Yeah. But if I was, <laughs> I would just turn and run. Like, why are you slowing yourself down trying to hit one? But this really begs the question. Why did he not buy it digitally? That is the funniest thing in this article, man. The article goes like, why didn't he just buy it online? Like, right. why did you go to, and my only thought is like, maybe since he's a fugitive, he doesn't have a credit card, but maybe. then like, get one of your buddies to buy it, man. Like if you have an Xbox and you're playing this game, you know, or a PlayStation, somebody's got money somewhere. So yeah, dude, it's, that was hilarious. I was laughing because I did not expect that. Like I knew no, this guy was going to no. get in trouble, but I did not expect the, uh, <laughs> the, 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 the bing. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, and it, it's so funny, too, because the guy ran four months ago, but he was already 14 years into his 17-year sentence. Oh, my goodness. What? So it just seems like such a bad idea to run after that long when you're that close and then also to start attacking officers. But then again, you know, maybe this isn't someone with the most common sense, but at least he did provide a, a little bit of entertainment for us here this week. Yeah. Oh. Now, now, would you say it's worth going out in quarantine and getting picked up by the cops when you're wanted for Call of Duty? I mean, we had a lot of fun with that game in the beginning. Now, I'm kind of burned out on it, so no. But, I mean, you do have to have something to do. That's the thing. Like, I'm all for, you know, if you're trapped, if you're in lockdown, play video games, man. You know, just do it legally. And order them online. <laughs> yes. Or just order them mail order, right? It can get delivered. I even used GameStop, and they delivered to me the same day when I bought the uh, right, Mario Bowser's Fury. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, you were like, yeah, it. my game's getting delivered. And I was like, what? Like, how'd you do that? And you're like, yeah, GameStop delivers now. <laughs> yeah, when I bought some uh, GameStop stock, I figured I better start using them as a just, service. Yeah, just call them up and say, hey, I, I yeah. own part of the company. <laughs> So yes. I need you to bring me my game. <laughs> exactly. All right. And then the next story that we have here is luckily it's a story that we can laugh about a little bit because nobody got hurt. But Face Punch Studios, which is the developer of the game Rust, had a fire breakout at one of their data centers and they lost a lot of data that cannot be recovered that is wiping out a lot of progress on some of their EU servers. Yeah, this is, Ouch. this is, yeah. I mean, you don't hear about this happening very often, but I, I mean, when a data center catches on fire, you lose a lot of data. And the thing is, is like, you don't back up the data for your data, you know? So it's like these servers just burn to the ground. And the developer, Facepunch, just came out and said, yeah, there's nothing we can do, man. Like, all of this data is lost. All of these people lost all of their progress. Like, we feel bad, but what are you going to do? 
Well, at the same time, it's somewhat ironic because this is just the nature of Rust anyway. See, that's what I was going to say is it's like this couldn't have happened to a better game. I know. (laughs) This could have happened to anybody. It almost doesn't really matter, right? It doesn't. No. Well, my thought is not to sound crass, but it's like, man, I think it's time to start playing on the EU servers, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) There's not going to be anybody that has any stuff. Like everybody's equal again. Oh my goodness, that's too funny. Yeah, that would be a good time. Yeah, just take take advantage of the situation. So, yeah, I do feel bad for the people playing on those servers. At the same time, all of them were probably going to get raided within the next couple days anyway, so I don't feel that bad. But at the same time, it does show how important it is to back up your data, because you true. don't want to lose it all in one fire. I just can you imagine that happening to a like a different type of game though like Overwatch? Well, I guess Overwatch wouldn't really matter, but like Valheim, Dude, like MMOs, you know, with or an like MMO, right? Raiding for gear and that would like be the end of the weeks the of progress at that point. Like some games where progress is everything, like Grand Theft Auto, right? Like online, can you imagine like the hundreds and billions of dollars people have spent, and then it's like all that stuff is just gone then. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing I didn't really think about with Face Punch. But yeah, I wonder how that works with people who made purchases of cosmetics and and things like that. Yeah, I, I don't know the full ramifications, but it, it, it did happen to the best game possible. Yeah, the, every, anybody that's upset about the losing their stuff has played Rust long enough to know that it's like, ah, that's fine. It was going to happen anyway. Yeah, you got to hold on to your stuff loosely in Rust. That's for sure. All right, and then we have uh, two last news stories here. The first one I made reference to in our intro, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Josh, we're getting a new one, and maybe we will finally have a decent Ninja Turtles game, because when's the last time you played a Ninja Turtles game and had fun? I think for me it was 1994. I was going to say, when did Turtles in Time come out? (laughs) Yeah, that was on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Somewhere around, like, 94. Yeah. Yep, that's about right. Um, you know, I, I love any like give me a four player co op beat 'em up game and I'm in. Especially Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, there, what's not to love about that? Like, I'm not expecting next gen graphics. I'm not expecting anything but a good time and give me this game for you know fifteen twenty bucks at most, or put it on Game Pass or whatever where I can just play it for a little while, have my fun with it with friends. Um. I mean, like I said, it doesn't it doesn't really take much. Right. Now, there's no footage of this yet, right? Just the announcement that it's coming out. No, there was the announcement. And then I think I saw a screenshot posted where it shows like uh, like a member of like the Foot Clan with like plastered up against the screen. So it looks like one of the turtles like kicks him towards the screen. Right. And then he splats on it or something and that's it. But um, yeah, there's not been any footage that I'm aware of anyway. I don't expect it to look great. No, I'm sure it'll look like the throwbacks, like the arcade versions and the Super Nintendo versions. Yeah, I'm all for it. I think it would be a nice walk down nostalgia lane. I don't think we would get much more than a couple of nights out of it. But I was such a big fan of the Ninja Turtles growing up that I would love nothing more than a decent Ninja Turtles game to hop into. Were you a fan of it growing up? Oh, yeah, absolutely, dude. Oh, I loved the Ninja Turtles, man. Did you like the movies? Um, I and did the TV just, show? I mean, they weren't great. The movies weren't great, but the, <laughs> you know, I, it was nice to just see it live, you know, like actual real people. 
Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just want to, like, let me fight Rocksteady and Bebop. Let there be friendly fire. There has to be some friendly fire, man. That's no, what there's not going to be any friendly the, fire. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> you know, I want to accidentally, to like, you know, just punch Todd in the head or something. <laughs> like, oops, sorry. I didn't mean to throw you into the pit right there. Yeah, I, I can't wait for this one. I still have a lot of old DVDs that I just never got rid of. We have an ottoman that can fold open, and there's probably like 200 movies in there, and they're just kind of hidden. But I still have all three Ninja Turtle movies, and every once in a while, I'll try to get my kids to watch them. They're not into Ninja Turtles like I was, but I could see this also being one that I could play with me and my wife and my kids, and maybe we would all play couch co-op together. I think it'll be a yeah. great family game, if nothing else. Yeah. I want a, I want a Thundercats game, man. That's what Oh, I want. Thundercats? Thundercats was so good, man. That was one of my favorite cartoons ever. I did not watch it, but I, I was aware. What? Oh, was it on cable? I don't remember. Maybe? Yeah, I don't know. I don't we didn't have cable growing up, so <laughs> my TV options were limited. Ago, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What channel and what time, Josh? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right, and then finally, we have some news by way of Bethesda. They made some comments that basically strongly hint that after their current exclusivity deals expire, it sounds like more and more of their titles will be exclusive in the Xbox Microsoft channels. Yeah, this is kind of big, man. Like initially when the Microsoft acquisition of I think it was Zenimax Media is like the parent company of a lot of these popular franchises, man, like uh Bethesda, the Dishonored series, Wolfenstein, is id software Elder Scrolls. Is, is Doom? Is that one of them too? I don't know if id's yeah. a subsidiary yeah, or not. Yeah, Doom is under it as well. Yeah. So I saw I was, you know, perusing Reddit and a lot of people in like the PC gaming subreddit were like talking and they were saying like people were chiming in going, this really sucks as gamers if they make it exclusive to Xbox, because then like PlayStation people don't get to play like Fallout games and Elder Scroll games and, you know, Doom games and the Dishonored series was great and all this stuff. So people were really kind of harping on it, but nothing had been announced yet. And I mean, why, if you're Microsoft, why do you buy these companies unless you want to say, hey, (laughs) (laughs) you know, we just spent seven and a half billion dollars. Guess what? You want to play these games, buy an Xbox or Microsoft Windows. Yeah. You really have to give Microsoft credit for how they are handling the current console wars because we own a PS5. And I still stand by that decision because I've got my gaming PC and my PS5. I've got everything covered. You know, I'm not going to get left out because I would rather play Xbox games on my PC anyway. But if you are a person who can only afford one console, at this point, you would have to give it to Xbox. You have to go with the Xbox and the Game Pass. There's no question they are killing it right now. Yeah, it's... I mean, I think they know that they lost like the, you know, against the PS4. So mm-hmm. I think they're doing what they need to do to say, hey, we want to to try to win this war. I I am. It's funny because it's like as a almost exclusive PC gamer, like it doesn't bother me one bit because they've already said anything that comes to the Xbox is coming to the PC. 
Right. You know, um, so it doesn't bother me that much. But then I'm also sympathetic of like the whole, I think like, I don't, I hate exclusives in general because like, let people play. Like you've got to make more money if you make your game available to everybody. And it's like, I'm already like worried about when like God of War comes out and I have to like bum your PS5 from you, but I have to wait <laughs> right. for you to play God of War but and beat it before I can bum your PS5 from you. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I don't know. It, it's like, just, I don't think that exclusive should exist at all to be honest with you, but I get that that's how you sell consoles too. So I, I don't know. Yeah. It's a little bit of one of those necessary evils. If you're in that space, you have to have something to get people to buy your console and exclusive games is the easiest way to do it. Yeah. So yeah, you know, the Bethesda games are not my favorite. So even if I did not have my gaming PC, it wouldn't bum me out all that much. I have already kind of shared that I can respect series like Dishonored and Elder Scrolls and Fallout. I know that they're great games, but they're not among my favorite, so I wouldn't care quite as much. I'm still hoping long-term that the PS5 exclusive games will overshadow the Xbox exclusives, but at this point we'll have to wait and see. But you definitely have to hand it to Microsoft. So yeah, any other updates or anything else you got for us here this week, Josh? No, like I said, kind of slow week news-wise, man. Uh, you know, it's it's weird how they it comes in waves sometimes. And then it's yeah. like, you know, I, you, you kind of asked me at the beginning. I'm still cracking out on Divinity 2. I, like, that game's got me hooked, man. It's funny because people are like, I'll see guys like posting like later on, like, hey, is anybody getting on tonight? And then I'm like, I'm not because I'm playing Divinity. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I've yeah. still been hopping on. I've still been playing a lot of Battlegrounds. I worked my SR up to 6,700. Wow. So I'm still working my way up, getting better. And I have still been playing a little bit of Loop Hero. I so was going to troll you a little bit and say I have not seen the excitement about Loop Hero. So I'm not sure oh. if it's clicking or not. Yeah, I was I was on there earlier today. It It became... The game is a lot deeper than it appears. So when you start to unlock new classes like the Rogue and the Necromancer... It really switches up the gameplay. I think it's very neat. I love it. I saw that they crossed 500,000 sales. Yeah, so right quick. now, Valheim and Loop Hero are the two top-selling games on Steam. So it's kind of funny that those are the two games I've kind of been playing the most lately, other than Battlegrounds. But yeah, I stand by Loop Hero. I, I think it's a lot of fun for such a small price. All right. I'm going to give you a few more days, Paul. I'll check back with you on our next episode <laughs> and see if you're giving it the uh, the Paul recommendation or not. Sure. Yeah. 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 For such a small price tag, it's not bad at all. What was it like? Fourteen bucks or something? Uh, it was fifteen percent off at least for the first week. So I think it was like eleven seventy four. It was something goofy like Can that. Can I play it blindfolded? That's my question. Because I told <laughs> I told you, man. I'll wait for somebody to make a mod where the graphics look a lot better. Oh, there you go. There you go. That'll work. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. If you would like to check out our website, you can find us at MultiplayerPodcast.com. And we are on social media at MultiplayerPod. You can also find us on YouTube at Multiplayer Podcast. I know that recently we released some video of our time in Valheim, so we would love you guys to go check us out there. Please leave us a review and rate our podcast five stars. We're going to start reading some reviews on the show, so please leave those here in the meantime, and you might get a shout-out. And then we will be back with another episode on Monday, 
where Josh and I will dive into the world of Cuphead. So we will be back with that show, and we hope you guys will enjoy it. See you on Monday. Hello, everyone. Hi. You are listening to the multi... Hi. Hi, Josh. Oh, oh. All right. Let, 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 me, let me start that <laughs> I again. just wanted to see if I could mess you up. I should have just let it go. <laughs> it worked so good. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It was like a full two-second delay, I know. too. All right. It's like when you start sprinting yeah. and you try to immediately stop. Yeah. Yep. All right.